0: Hello, and welcome to the Go Take Pictures podcast, where we spend time getting to know people who've decided to use photography to communicate in powerful ways. And the question I want to ask, how do they balance making art with being a real person? How does photography fit into their family, their job, struggles, and everyday life? At the end of the conversation, I'm hoping to know where the art comes from and then share that with you. My guest on this episode is Grichelle Fallasgon, a Portland, Oregon-based photographer who specializes in outdoor adventure and lifestyle photography and the cycling world. We talked about how she found a career in photography by way of graphic arts and how she's focused on making art that celebrates diversity and people getting rad. Thank you so much, uh, Grichelle, for joining me here on the podcast. You and I have been we, we started emailing last year, which I just realized yesterday when I sent you the link for our, you know, for our, the technical stuff for the podcast. Um, but I started following you last year on Instagram and, um, and have been, you know, kind of going back to your website, checking out your new work occasionally, but, um, it's really great to, you know, talk with you because it's, it's one thing to follow somebody on the web. It's a whole other thing to sit down and have a conversation.
1: Yeah, totally. I feel the same way. Um, it's always nice to actually connect with people like face to face, even if even though this is still like digital, but like at least I could see you. So, right. yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, befriending my internet friends in real life. Cool. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's you know, it's really funny is that I I mentioned the, this morning that I told my I told my wife, I said, Hey, you know, there's somebody that I became friends with uh, a couple weeks ago on Instagram, and then they posted something in their stories today that just made me. Yeah, no. that's oh. <laughs> So it's funny because she, she, and she says, well, you know, you can solve that by only being friends with people you're really friends with in real life. <laughs> and I said, well, that takes all the fun out of it.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> I've met so many great people, um, through, you know, social media uh, type, um, types of platforms that I, I I can't, I can't stomach that, that, um, that method of doing social media.
1: Yeah, same. Like I've, you know, I remember like 10 years ago, it was a weird thing to be friends with someone on the internet, but now mm-hmm. it's like totally normal to like, oh yeah, I met this person on Instagram or like yeah. Twitter or whatever.
0: No, I don't go yeah. as far. I, like the dating thing still seems weird to me oh, when you just yeah. But uh, <laughs> exactly. thankfully I, I've been uh, with my wife, I've been married to my wife for tw- almost 21 years. So I never yeah. had to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, the, um, I wasn't single during, <laughs> during that era. So yeah um maybe i i probably wouldn't be very good at it so it's, i'm probably it's probably good i'm spared by it yeah. I'm spared from it
1: same i think it it sounds terrible to me <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so um let's just let's i'd love to know more about like i i think i mentioned this before we started recording that mm-hmm. since i um since i started following you last year i have occasionally taken little little jaunts into your web presence to see all the work that you're doing and to and when you post new new projects and things I go, oh i'm gonna go check this out and go mm-hmm. see where this is you know where this goes so i've done the uh, the appropriate amount of internet fan stalking of your work <laughs> but i would love for you to give me the the real from the horse's mouth uh, version of who you are and what you do
1: yeah um so this is it's a I always have to pinch myself when I say this, but I am an adventure photographer based here in Portland, Oregon. Um most of my um adventures uh kind of center around the cycling industry, like bicycle, sorry, let me rephrase that. The bicycling industry. Right. Every time I say cycling, people think recycling like yeah, okay. it's bikes. <laughs> right. Um and yeah, it's been it's you know, this was something I dreamed of doing like Years ago, when I started riding bikes and bringing my camera along, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to, like, photograph cycling, like, adventures or whatever. I didn't think it would ever happen. And then somehow it happened. And it's so cool that, like, I get to go, like, ride bikes and photograph people getting rad on their bicycles. Nice. Um So I do that. And then there's this other component too, which I think a lot of other photographers do as well. So they, you know, they shoot portraits and food and all these other things as well. So I also have like a studio side of me that's completely opposite of the adventure side. No, that's Um, cool. And, but I love doing both because I I like to keep it fresh and different. So
0: that's great. Well, and there's nothing (laughs) like a pandemic to get you doing different kinds of photography, you
1: Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) totally.
0: Yeah. Like my whole, I'm, I'm, my, room that i'm in is kind of i i created kind of my own home office when i was the only one working from home and then my wife started working from home and she took over because she has to she's in the medical industry so she has to have all these private calls Mm -hmm. but next to me there's a big queen-size bed in our spare bedroom but it's completely turned into a product studio product shooting studio right now so there's i have i have the seamless paper i've got four strobes around the room Mm -hmm. and clamps everywhere and um yeah. yeah. So it's
1: <laughs> I hear it's, that. Yeah. The, the room goes. the room I'm in used to be my photo studio. Um and then once I couldn't have people over anymore, like that kind of changed and yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's become a storage room since I yeah. can't have people over anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, hopefully we get we get past that fairly soon. Yeah. So and the um do you have a studio space or do you do your studio work at home?
1: Um yeah, now we started um renting um, consistently from cobalt. Studio. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know cobalt. Yeah. Um, especially if I need to work with people, sometimes I'll still do, if I'm doing like some small products, I can shoot them here at home, but right. if I'm working with people. I need a, a bigger space. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's that. mine's the same way I have. And I was just complaining to a friend the other day. like, I really wish I had, yeah, I wish I could turn my, this room into a, like with a sidewall just so I could have more space, but the way it works now is it's all set, it's all set up on top of the bed in here. So I I can kind of, I've shot like backpacks in Mm -hmm. this setup, but I can't really do anything much bigger than that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and like my current one is it's a baby, it looks like a pacifier, but, but you actually pop the top off and you can put food inside of it and it has holes in it. Oh,
1: interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I've got all the colors of, they sent me their whole, their whole catalog of stuff and I'm shooting that, which is it's just perfect for my home setup.
1: Yeah, totally. Except
0: I have to juggle the space with my wife, so.
1: Yeah, that's, that can be challenging. I kicked
0: her out and she had to go to her uh, her actual <laughs> office today.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: didn't kick her out. She offered, but.
1: Yeah. I know. I, my dream is to have my own studio space. Someday. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like my, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you find that, is that the sort of thing where, do, do you find that you have enough work that you probably could do it? Or, or is it, um. Or is it more just a logistics or a financial thing?
1: Yeah, more. I think more of a logistics thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to help keep that stuff separate from my home life. Yeah. It'd
0: be great to just leave everything set up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And not have to constantly move gear back and forth. And yeah, it'd just be nice to have it all set up. And I can go in whenever I need to.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm the same. I really wish I had a, a dedicated space for this.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, obviously, if anybody goes and looks at your work, um, and and I'll tell people that if you if you aren't familiar, you should go right now. You know, maybe pause the podcast <laughs> and go and go look. So, your Instagram handle is just your first name, yep. right? And and it's spelled G R I T C H E L L E.
1: Yes, Rachel. Rachel.
0: And and your last name is Fall is gone. Yeah. Which is really cool. I. I got to know what kind of what what nationality is that? What kind of name is that? It's cool. Yeah.
1: Um so I'm I'm Filipina. Okay. But it's not even like a common last name in the Philippines, so my family actually doesn't know the origins of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and the way my um, relatives in the Philippines pronounce it, it's totally different than how we pronounce it here in the US. So, Okay. How do they say it? Um, oh, I, I'm going to butcher it. They, they <laughs> say it with a really thick accent. Yeah. I can't, can't even mimic it. We
0: should Google that and see I what <laughs> what does it sound like when somebody from the Philippines says
1: this yeah. name. Yeah. Ball is gone. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's interesting. I've tried looking it up. I couldn't find much, but. One so, of these days. This
0: is the most cheesy, but have you ever thought about toying around with any kind of branding name that's like winter?
1: You oh, know, because the
0: fall is gone. I mean, yeah. Sorry, dad jokes?
1: No, th- that's actually how. So, that's how um, I kind of like, I don't know how, how do I say this. Um, So, when I was younger, my brother would be like, oh, the fall is gone, winter is here. As yeah. a way to like tell people like how to like say our last name. Oh, nice. You know? Okay. So yeah, that's like how. So that's like I didn't. How I, I didn't think it.
0: I was being original there. I thought I was just being <laughs> cheesy middle aged. Um, I have three teenagers, so
1: yeah.
0: Uh, somebody has to, you know. I I thought I'd put it out here because they don't put up with it. So
1: yeah, no, that's I think it's great. <laughs> I I think it's awesome. I'm all about the dad jokes. Cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't have very many of them, but um, <gasps> they, they come fast and furious when they do. Um so the I wanted everybody to pause and go look at your work. So the reason is because it's so what you do is so distinctive. And I would love to know like you mentioned that it was a dream to be able to, you know, photograph these adventures. What came first, photography or cycling for you?
1: Photography. Okay. For sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Can you um I'd love to know more about how you got started shooting?
1: Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, so I I've, I've always been like making photos since i was a little kid like i always had like a and shoot or like a you know a little disposable camera right and like in high school it was like i wanted to become a photographer like i knew that's all i wanted to do but it didn't seem like a very accessible (laughs) career and i couldn't go like i you know i remember my best friend and i were like oh i oh let me back up a bit i so i grew up in northern california Mm -hmm. um and so my best friend and i were like oh yeah let's become photographers let's go to brooks college in southern california and study photography and then we started looking into brooks college and it was like insanely expensive i'm like Mm -hmm. that's not gonna happen and and my parents weren't very supportive of me doing anything creative and so i was just like what am i gonna do with my life you know so i gave up on becoming a photographer um like professional photographer i should say um but i kept making photos um eventually became a graphic designer and while I was a graphic designer, I still kept making photos on the side. I just never stopped right. making. Um, and then I, yeah, shortly after moving to Portland, um, I moved out here six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, "Fuck it, I'm done with design. Like I just want to do photography." Yeah And so yeah, I just took that like that risk and decided to pursue this, um, and, yeah. Here I am nice. making it happen. Like it's really cool. Like I that's why I said earlier, like I have to pinch myself because I'm like, oh, I'm making I, this is actually happening. You know? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh.
0: So did you uh, when did cycling come along in all of that?
1: Um that came along sometime in my mid-20s. I'm 39 now. Okay. Um I started riding bikes as a way. So I lived in San Francisco for a long time. And um I started, you know, I started riding bikes as a way to commute. And then eventually um I got like really into like racing bikes and mm-hmm. like doing all these like long distance bike rides and as all, one does yeah and <laughs> yeah I just kind of couldn't like it took over my life basically and and so at that time like I had a you know I, I did have like a DSLR and all that stuff but like when I was on my bike I would just bring my iPhone and right. so then you know I just started making photos with my iPhone while on bike rides and it was like you know it was just really fun. And I was like, well, how do I make this like legit, you know, right. like make it real. And then I would start carrying the DSLR along. And- <laughs> I,
0: we have oh, a very, we have a very similar <laughs> story about how we got, how this happened.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so I, um, I was a bike commuter for about six years mm-hmm. here, here in Portland and like seven, you know, about four, 14 miles a day.
1: Um, yeah
0: rain or shine like the only time I that I rode the max is when I when it got too icy and I just literally couldn't you yeah. know the, the road was coated in ice but I the same thing iPhone 4 was was kind of my gateway drug yeah I was using that I started taking pictures on the, you know on the on the ends of the commute when it was you know dark and and you had sunset sunrise on both mm-hmm. ends in the middle of winter and I just started I started shooting that stuff and I had grown up shooting a lot on point and shoot film cameras Mm -hmm. and a little just a little bit of uh, on an SLR when I was in high school so at some point I decided you know I probably should get a real camera
1: yeah
0: and uh, so I bought a Sony Nex one of the little first mirrorless cameras and that kind of just triggered it and then I did a 365 project like right after that and then just kept progressing through. Mm-hmm. But it's funny to hear you say, like the iPhone, because it was in your pocket, yeah, and it was the thing that you were shooting with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then to figure out, okay, so how do I st- start packing the big camera on? Because you start realizing there's there's some limitations.
1: Totally, yeah. To the
0: the, the little well, there were. I, I don't think there's much anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I think That's you a- could,
0: you could, you could totally. If you if you were starting right now, you would still be rocking the phone. I mean, because it's they're so good now.
1: Yeah, they're so good. It's amazing how far they've come along. Um, yeah, and it's also like even even if you just have a like not even the fanciest iPhone, you could still take some pretty nice photos. You know, mm-hmm. like as long as you have like all the rules down, like the composition, the lighting, you yeah. can still make a really beautiful photograph for sure. With, you know, a cheap point and shoot. Yeah, <laughs> quote unquote cheap, I should say. Exactly, <laughs> not that cheap. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, and I said as one does about the bike thing because I so I grew up. Um, mountain biking in the, gosh, what is it like the late eighties, early Mm nineties. So I graduated high school in 93 and I, um, I was really into mountain bikes right before suspension forks were a thing.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: And so, and this, it's interesting because I'm going to air this one, but the previous episode was with Brian Atkins. He's a local, another local photographer and he actually works for a mountain bike parts company. Oh,
1: cool. So
0: we talked about all this, so I won't dig in too much, but yeah. I grew up mountain biking when, you know, before the internet, we had mountain bike magazines and I subscribed to it and you would just, you would pour over and look at, oh, look at all the anodized parts I can get to try to drop the weight. And then, ooh, the the first titanium bikes came out. Whoa, this is crazy. And then the first few carbon fiber bikes came out and we all kind of like, ah, what is that? Nobody cares about that. But I didn't, I didn't stay into bikes. I just drifted off for a while until Mm -hmm. I decided to bike commute, literally, because the parking was one hundred and ninety dollars downtown mm-hmm. a month, yeah, and I and I got a new job working downtown, and I just was like, I am not going to pay that yeah. much for the commuting. Totally. So I started bike commuting, but then I became a photographer,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> full as a job, and then I can't haul my gear on a bike. I mean, I guess I could if I was hardcore. Yeah. I could get a trailer or something, but
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard. Like I, yeah, I when I decided to um, pursue this full time, like. I, you know, I, I invested a lot in my gear. I got like, I upgraded my DSLR to like a 5D mm-hmm. um, Mark IV for like, you know, any studio stuff. And right. then I got like a Fuji XT2 for the adventure yeah. work because I'm like, I'm not hauling that 5D like on my bike while well, I'm out bikepacking or mountain biking. Like right,
0: it's
1: insane. So, yeah. yeah so XT2. is that
0: still kind of your basic setup? Is that, are you still rocking? I know, I knew yeah. you Fuji, but I, I didn't know. I didn't know about the, that you have the two different systems.
1: Yeah, I do. I have, and it it kind of drives me. Yeah. I, I, I want to, um, I really want to like m- minimize my gear. I'm, I'm looking into like maybe completely switching over to Sony. Um, but yeah, it's hard with having the two systems. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, I love the way the Canon feels, you know, like the ergonomics and everything, but, the Fuji is just so much more efficient when like yeah. you're out adventuring, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I totally feel that I I jumped in on Sony right when I first started with, you know, getting back into real cameras mm-hmm. and I've stuck with it the whole time. Yeah. Although I had a slight diversion, I bought one of the Fuji X one hundreds, the model S I think it was a second version. Mm-hmm. It was cool, but I couldn't even handle having just the two, like just that, that, and then a Sony body. It just drove me nuts. And so I'm all in on Sony, but it's i think it's interesting how people who are fuji who like fuji mm-hmm. are can get s- just stupidly hardcore about it my i have a local friend named Aaron Corder he is a uh, does a lot of portraits weddings um uh senior portraits things like that and we mm-hmm. we go way back um we were in a band together in college yeah, cool. but he, but he is all fuji and he hangs on to his old nikon slr just because when he goes to weddings, he, he doesn't fully trust the Fuji <laughs> systems, but he has an X100, mm-hmm. an X-Pro1, an X-Pro2, no, an X-Pro2, an X-Pro3, and he has one of the medium format oh. bodies as well, yeah. like the rangefinder one, mm-hmm. um, the GFX50 R. Yeah. So he's got all this stuff, but he still hangs on to that Nikon. And I just yeah. told him like, yeah, it's time to move on. Get yeah. get rid of that Nikon. You don't, you don't need that anymore.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, Fuji makes some amazing gear.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and especially I've, I've been pretty envious of a couple of their lenses too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that 23, 1.4. Oh, oh man, yeah. It's so good.
1: Yeah. I know. I wish though, I I haven't had much success in it, like in the studio. And part of it's because I haven't tried that hard using yeah. the Fuji in studio, but it's just, it's just a different vibe in comparison with a Canon. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. So that's why like I have the two systems. I'm like, but I would love just to just have one, like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. you know,
1: cause like there's just so many things and so many chords and yeah, just <laughs> one system would be so great.
0: Yeah. Well, the one thing I'll tell you, and this is, this is very much not a plug is that I'm, as we're talking, I was throwing a tantrum a few minutes before we started this because I, my camera keeps disconnecting while I'm trying to shoot tethered
1: so oh. Sony
0: is not the end-all be-all especially if you're tethering
1: oh interesting it's kind of
0: annoying that's actually.
1: good to know huh. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean you... it
0: works but it and it worked fine a couple of days ago and it worked yeah. fine on a headshot shoot last week
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the week before that and the week before that but it's just giving me fits today so
1: yeah oh What are you are you using Capture
0: One for No, so there's I'm using there's a there's an app that is called Smart Shooter 4. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's and it's made by Tether Tools. Oh, okay. And it works great on its own, but it also has a plugin where it's supposed to work with Lightroom.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And it's supposed to shoot right into Lightroom. And it just it keeps kicking it keeps breaking the connection.
1: Oh, interesting. I've
0: used Capture One before, but I really don't like it.
1: Yeah. I only use it for tethering and then yeah. I, I move everything to Lightroom, which is not.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Did you <laughs> ever set it up on auto import where it just automatically kicks them into Lightroom?
1: Oh, I didn't even know. That was-
0: yeah, you can totally do that. <laughs> so yeah. you can just have Lightroom running in the, in the front and just Uh-oh. have Capture One running the tethering in the background.
1: Oh. <laughs> ah. okay. But, but here's the up.
0: problem with Capture One is that they, if you buy a new camera, like, let will say you have Capture... I don't even know what version they're on now, like mm-hmm. 12 or... And if you have an, a, a new camera comes out, the old versions of Capture One won't work with the new camera.
1: Oh, really? They
0: don't update the software. Oh. So you're forced to buy the new versions. And of yeah. course, there's no... Up, they don't upgrade for free. You have to pay for every version.
1: Oh, that's lame.
0: Yeah. Oh. So I'm not a fan of Capture One because of that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: But anyway... So nerdy. Uh, (laughs) So, so you got, so, so your current, you've got the two setups. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the, the cycling setup. What do you, what do you take with you when you're shooting, you know, these specifically this kind of, this, the kind of stuff you're putting on, on your Instagram feed, you know, kind of the bike adventures where you're out, Mm -hmm. you know, mountain biking, bike packing, what kind of a kit are you carrying with you when you shoot those?
1: Um, so I, I, Oh, sorry. I don't know why I froze. Okay. Um I've got yeah, I basically just bring two lenses. Um the is it like the 16 to 55, mm-hmm. 50 uh, 2.8 and then the 55 to 140. Okay. Yeah. It's a so, couple zooms. Yeah. And so it gives me all the ranges that I need.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's that's great.
1: great. And yeah, I and you know they're weatherproof and you know dust supposedly dustproof and all that stuff. So yeah, I've
0: yeah, if you're when you're biking you got to have dustproof.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, because I've experienced uh, tried to like you know just bring prime lenses. You know, like you know, I have a few like Fuji prime lenses, but it's just like it's limiting. So having the zooms is really really helpful.
0: I think it's great to hear you say that because <clears throat> people kind of lean. Some people get so high, so hung up on, like, I has to be primes or yeah. I have to have the trinity of zoom lenses, you know, mm-hmm. and people get so worked up about that, but it's yeah. great to hear that you have figured out what works for yeah. you.
1: Yeah. I love it. I used to not like being into zooms either. Like I was like all about primes and I'm like, oh, this is not very efficient for what I'm doing right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. I did yeah. the same thing. I, I was all primes and I, I was at a, I was doing, I had a client job and i realized i was swapping lenses all the time yeah uh, because i had i wanted to use the good body mhm i didn't want to use the backup body that wasn't as good so i kept swapping back and forth between like 35 and 85 yeah and it was just kind of dumb and i realized that one there was it wasn't the main client but it was like somebody that was there like a friend a friend that was volunteer to be a model just kind of rolled her eyes at me <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think like the next day I went down to Pro Photo Supply in Portland and, and I bought the 24 to 70. Yeah. It's like, I'm done. I'm not going to fuss with that anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I it think- it's
0: been great. Cause you can sometimes you, you I can just leave it on and. It, it does so many different things and I don't have mm-hmm. to swap out the lens. You don't get dust on the sensor, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I have that similar setup for my Canon too. Yeah. Like it's a 24 to 70 and then I'll rent like the 70 to like 200 or whatever that, that big one is.
0: Yeah. Big white just, lens.
1: Yeah. But the big, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, I have all the ranges that I need. like. And I'm not fussing between like a 15 and an 85 and whatever, and, you know.
0: <laughs> but then that being said, I literally bought, I had, I bought a brand new 3514 this week. So <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, the the thing is I don't actually, I just want all of them. I mean, that's, yeah, I want to be able to take what I need, but I, <laughs> I still want to have all of them.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's a thing too. <laughs> I mean,
0: photographers and cyclists are not that different.
1: No, we, we so, all, we
0: want all of the things.
1: Yeah, I know. I have like five bikes and currently I only ride two of them. I'm like, do I need all these bikes? I might need it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Just like I might need that 35. Like... Right, right. <laughs>
0: so, so you were able to then take the bicycling thing mm-hmm. and, and, and start shooting that which yeah. was which was what you were dreaming about what you what you thought would be really cool. Yeah. Tell me if you okay. wouldn't mind about how that has developed. How did you go from wanting to do that to having it be the thing where you're actually, you know, you're getting paid to do this. People mm-hmm. are hiring you to make this work.
1: Yeah. Um okay, so like when I was starting out, you know, it was like my dream to do adventure work, um but I I had befriended uh, a fellow professional photographer. I'm not going to name who he is. Um, Partly because he, when I was telling him about what I wanted to do, like do adventure work, he was like, ah, no one wants to see your friends in nature. And I was like, oh man, like I, you know, like that really stung, but I also kind of believed him because like, you know, like, I'm like, this just sounds like a really hard industry and it's mostly like men in this industry. I don't see women like me in this i'm like yeah it probably won't happen but i kept making like you know the i kept shooting bike stuff like Mm because it's what i liked that's what i loved um and then i had this other side where i was like doing like the more technical kind of photography you know like the portraits and the food and all that stuff um but yeah so i just kept making the bike stuff happening like like on the side you know it had been a dream of mine to like work with bicycling magazine um and i was like i don't know how to do this but whatever um one day uh or like during this one trip um some friends and i went bike packing um out here in oregon and of course i brought my camera along and i was just documenting our adventure and um one of my friends i was riding with her name is jocelyn and she's like a super badass mountain biker and she was teaching us how to go down this like super technical descent uh-huh. Um, because we were all we got to like this descent, and we're like, okay, we're getting off our bikes. And she's like, no, you could totally ride it. And so she was teaching us how to do it. She was demoing. And so of course I photographed it because I was like, oh, here's an opportunity to photograph a woman like getting super rad, like on a bike packing bike. <laughs> right. Um and you know, I took some photos, whatever, and you know, I shared them with the crew that I was with. Um that particular photo, like, I was, like, super self-conscious about it because, like, while it captured her essence and, you know, this woman getting super rad, like, all I could see, like, as a photographer and as a creative, all I could see were the flaws. Sure. You know, all the things I could have done better to make this photo, like, a thousand times better, you know? Right, right, right. Um. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day um, Jocelyn loved the photo, and that's all that mattered, and she posted it on her Instagram. And, you know, a couple weeks later, um, a friend of hers who happened to be a designer at Bicycling Magazine reached out and said, Hey, we're doing a feature on Jocelyn. Can we use this photo for like for her story? And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, so I was just, you know, I was, yeah, I was like, wow, this is actually happening. And, and yeah, you know, it's just funny because I was so self-conscious about it, about the image, but it, turned out to be just fine. I think that's it. I think that's
0: a regular thing though. Like I, I, every once in a while I will put out, um, I'll have an image that that somebody will pick up and I'll be like, that's not even the best one,
1: Yeah. but it's the one
0: that captures their essence in their mind. That's the one they're super proud of. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) It's so interesting that you're, that this other photographer told you they don't want to see your friends. Because that's literally the recipe for what brands are doing
1: now, yeah, exactly they,
0: yeah. i mean in in a lot of ways, we as professional photographers are fighting with you know i don't I don't want to say hobbyist amateurs, mm-hmm. people who love what they do. We are fighting to get paid and get hired because there's so many people taking pictures of their friends and mm-hmm. and getting tagged and getting gear and getting that kind of stuff for that, so yeah that's like that is the way that's the marketing method right now
1: yeah that's so
0: that's so funny that that was that was what he said to you
1: yeah and i don't think it was like malicious or anything i think he was just trying to be real and like you know i think maybe he wanted to be an adventure photographer but didn't work out and so he was just like you know kind of trying to give me some tough love and but somehow i made it work so by (laughs) by sheer luck
0: (laughs) do you think um one of the things I've that I've thought was really interesting about your work mm-hmm. is that there's so there's such a diverse cast of people that mm-hmm. are your that are your quote-unquote models right yeah the friends the friends that you're writing with and, yeah. I mean, and realistically like this is I think good to note is that when you are taking photos it doesn't look like this doesn't look like oh Grichelle went out and took pictures of a bunch of models this is you are clearly in the middle of it you're clearly taking pictures of adventures that you're a part of that you're Mm -hmm. out on do you think that plays into why your photos are well received
1: yeah i think a lot of people are relating to what they see in the photos you know and i've been like when i was starting out or even like even just starting out riding bikes like again there was like a lack of representation you know like I never, I would rarely ever see someone who looked like me riding bikes. I'm 5'1", I'm Filipino. You know, again, it's like mostly dudes, right. specifically white guys, like on bikes. I'm like, I, I like this. I'm out doing stuff. How come I don't see people <laughs> like me? Like, you I know? Like bikes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know?
0: I, I think For of, um, I'm thinking of Leslie Mann in, um, oh, yeah. this is 40. You're, have you ever seen that?
1: She's like, why'd you go see a movie during the day?
0: I like movies. I want to go to the movies. (laughs) I like bikes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, and so when I was like pursuing, you know, my career, I'm like, well, I'm going to be intentional about who I photograph and like who I, you know, like I want people to see themselves like riding bikes and going out there doing cool shit too. Right. Like, you know, and 'cause that's what I want to see, and that's who I am, like I don't look like you know, I don't know like the, at the time, the typical like cyclist now we're having a bigger conversation about what the typical cyclist looks like, and it, and it turns out it's everybody, right, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, it's always been intentional, like
0: I think that's great yeah. i when it's interesting because it like you said it is it is part of a larger conversation and i thought I think there's a kind of related story, I don't know if you are if you if you pay attention to outside magazine mhm they had a a cover i don't know it was probably about 3 or 4 months ago with um a um a woman and i i'm trying to remember her i want to say her name's Michelle and her um her instagram handle is urban climber okay yeah and um she's she is a black woman and she's on the cover and yeah. they in the editorial they talked about that when they came to her and said hey we would love to put you on the cover and she said not unless you're actually going to do the work to make sure
1: mm-hmm. that
0: Black people, people of color, are represented more in your magazine. Yeah. I can't be the the token Black person on the cover.
1: Yeah, and totally. I, and,
0: and it's interesting because it's this is the beginning of a bigger conversation about it doesn't matter what industry you're in.
1: Mm-hmm. It,
0: almost all industries are, they look like the culture, the American culture. uh, you know i shouldn't say it's not what's really american culture it's what is marketed as american culture Mm -hmm. so it looks like a lot of uh white athletic people Mm -hmm. that's that's the reality uh so it's that's i think that's great it's your this is happening at the in the middle of a larger conversation about the sporting the sports world at in at large you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think about like even all the people i have ridden bikes with like in race bikes with with sorry um they're all like different shapes and sizes, you know, right. not everyone was like super skinny and muscular. Like I would have like, you know, I'd be racing against someone who was like, you know, not skinny and beating me up the hill. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, yeah, everyone, that's all like different body compositions. And right. and for so long, it had only been one that's been, been focused on. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I, I think it's also <laughs> interesting to, um, so I have a, I have a, a a friend that is has been a really avid, avid cyclist in Portland for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, he is also an architect by trade. But he's one of those people that has, you know, like eight or nine bikes. Just, you know, he's got like the Bockfeet's cargo bike. Oh, he's yeah. got mountain bikes. He's got commuters, single speed cyclocross, everything. And it was really interesting to kind of spend time you know, with him and 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 talking with him about just how cycling has changed and how different it is. He was doing some architecture planning work with a. He was working for a planning agency, mm-hmm. and he went over to uh, Copenhagen and Amsterdam, and spent a lot of time over there, um, just talking about bikes and talking about bicycle culture and and planning, you know, bike infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And he said the one thing that was really unique was that over there bikes are viewed like every in America everybody drives cars yeah we don't assume that well you can't you can't drive a car unless it's a race car mm-hmm. but over here in the United States everything is designed around the racing aesthetic mm-hmm. so everything has very aggressive geometry mm-hmm. all the helmets look like if you're going to buy a helmet most likely even if it's a really cheap intro helmet it's going to look like a race helmet. It's, yeah. not going to, it's not going to look like, um, like a skate helmet or like, yeah. you know, like, and, and the whole idea that helmets are even required here, you know, mm-hmm. that they're required for kids in, in, in a lot of cities. And in Europe, they don't wear helmets as much. They also don't have as much brain injuries from mm-hmm. cycling accidents. And it's because they haven't, um, competitive, I don't know what the right word is. They haven't made it a competitive thing yeah like it's yeah. not understood they don't feel like you have to put on lycra and clipless pedals right to yeah a bike, and
1: yeah. in the united
0: states when you get into a bike you get into biking it's like okay here's all the gear yeah, like,
1: yeah exactly you gotta look like lance armstrong or, right right yeah and yeah. and
0: in a lot of places in europe it's like oh you're gonna get on a bike yeah you can ride a bike in a suit it's no big deal
1: yeah totally
0: and dudes where yeah. i ride bikes in a suit that has a step through um frame frame yeah because that just makes more sense if you're commuting
1: yeah totally yeah. I, I
0: thought it was really interesting
1: Mm-hmm. yeah they've got more of a utilitarian vibe
0: that's the word yeah, yeah. Utilitarian.
1: yeah and here it's like just mostly well it's again changing but you yeah, know yeah. for so long it's been viewed as like this super sporty thing right and it's like you can ride bikes for all sorts of reasons yeah you can Just use it to get around town and wear a dress like it's okay.
0: (laughs) I I thought it was really fun that there's, I think maybe in some ways in Portland, we are a little bit, uh, we're a little bit insulated because in Portland we've had, you know, you can go see people riding all different shapes and sizes, riding bikes naked.
1: Yeah, totally. And that's (laughs) been a
0: thing for years in Portland. And if you go anywhere around town, you're going to see commuters that are all different shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. So we're a little more used to that here, I think. Yeah. But as, uh, as part of a national conversation about cycling, Mm -hmm. it's, it's still very sporty in most places.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so that's, we got off on a bit of a tangent there. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's really cool that you've been able to, that, that that worked. Mm -hmm. How long ago was that, that, that first uh, uh, photo picked up for, for the magazine?
1: Um, I think that was in 2017, like 2016. So not that long ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've been a you know professional photographer for the past like I think four four ish years, five years. Sure. So I'm still I guess fairly new to being like a you know a photography business. Yeah. But in terms of photo, like you know shooting photos, I've been doing that for like a long time. Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So so what does the what does the day to day look like for you in terms of? How much you shoot, how much you're hustling to find new business, how much you're doing marketing, that sort of oh, thing. Oh,
1: yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Like today was mostly, um. oh, before we hopped on this, it was all like calls, meetings, scheduling, right. bidding, things like that. Like, I mean, that's most of it, right? Like, right. or I guess I should say half of it. Half of it is like doing, you know, the paperwork, the not so sexy side of photography. Right. Like, convincing people you're worth X amount of money, you know? <laughs> and then, which then I'm like, Oh, I wish so, I could just have someone do this for me. This oh planet. yeah. Cause I'm not like, yeah, that's, it's not fun, but it's, it's good though. It's good that I am doing it. It's great. Cause it's yeah. part of like the reality of being a photographer. Cause it's not just going outside and having fun. There's actual business to be, you know, had, right. right? Like talking with people, <laughs> Scheduling, oh my God, the invoicing. Just (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that's all part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do
0: you um has most of that come from networking and and just like the person you meet a person, you work for them and then they introduce you to the next person? Or are you actually proactively reaching out to brands and publications and things like that?
1: Yeah, I I feel really grateful right now. Most of it has been like word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So, or they just find me like somehow they find my work somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I try to do marketing. It it has been challenging. I'm actually trying to focus on it next month. Um, I'm going to be working with someone to help me focus on marketing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, most, yeah. Cause I don't want to just keep relying on word of mouth either. It's great, but you know, I want to be prepared for when like that's not going to work anymore, you know. Right.
0: Well, and I think it's it's always it's always an interesting thing not to say that that any of your work is not deserved because it certainly is. I mean, you're making some really great work and it I think it speaks to where a lot of these companies want to go. It speaks mm-hmm. to their wanting to include people that look like the people you're shooting. Mhm. But it, everything kind of goes in cycles, right? Yeah, like, and, totally. And the next, who knows what the next hot trend is going to be right. at, in cycling. And then maybe your work doesn't speak as loudly. So then it's mm-hmm. good to always be working on, hey, I'm still here. I, yeah. I still take pictures of people around bikes and doing other kinds of sports.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's actually interesting too, because like, <laughs> I, I love bikes. I love everything about it, but... I'm also trying to like broaden that, like because I don't always want to keep photographing bike stuff. I want to okay, so photograph other things. Let's you know, let's like... let's
0: hear about what are your what are the things that you want to do.
1: Yeah, I want to move more into like I actually want to move more into like fashion, but like I guess more like sort of athletic outdoor fashion. Like so, sure. shooting more like apparel work mm-hmm. and even just more general lifestyle. Um, just because. I don't want everything to always be bikes, 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 bikes. I like other things too, besides bikes, believe it or not world. I, I do other things besides <laughs> ride a bike. Like I run too, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And I think it'd be fun. I, you know, I still really, I, you know, my at, at the core of my work, it, like we're at the beginning of everything. Like I, my sort of motto was to like photograph people getting rad. Right. And at the time it was like at, with bikes, but you can get rad in other ways. Like, yeah. you know, there's, you can get rad in water. <laughs> you, can, you can, I don't know, like uh, climbing, like running everything. Like, yeah. And I,
0: I love that you use that phrase. Cause it, it totally throws me back to like when I was mountain biking in high school.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get rad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Go, so get, get
0: rad, catch air, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And also, like, it doesn't even have to be like that, like you know, sh- super shreddy or gnarly right, right, right. of a sport. Like, it's just just being out there doing cool shit. Like, yeah, you know, like I want to, I want to photograph that. I it's photograph rad people. to go out
0: and like work hard. Go yeah, exactly. Cl- climb a hill, you know. Yeah,
1: to push yourself, you mm-hmm. know, and even just to be outside and enjoy nature. Like, that's that's rad too, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah. that's, that's really great. I like that. Um, I'm going to start using that. Get rad.
1: Yeah. Um, get rad.
0: <laughs> I still, I still use all those eighties words yeah. um, occasionally and I'll, I'll find myself texting. Awesome. And yeah. people, and people, and I, every once in a while I catch myself and I go, um, uh, I don't know if that's worn it. If that's uh, worn out, it's welcome, but yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not going to stop using it. Yeah. So
1: it's still, it's still in use. I <laughs> okay. I've been using it for like forever. So yeah. <laughs>
0: I love it. No, that's great. So the, in terms of pushing into those other areas, Mm -hmm. is that the kind of thing, is that kind of where your marketing stuff comes in, where you're trying to, um, get in touch with the right companies, the right, the right partners?
1: Yeah. It's, it's that, but then also producing that kind of work, you know, so doing like making time to make, to do test shoots. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That rep- represent that. Um, that's been the hardest part is like getting out there and like putting together a test shoot that's like running or surfing or like, you know, a different, a totally different type of sport. Right. Yeah. Um. That's, yeah, that's been the challenging part.
0: I think it's really great that you, that you brought that up and I, I would love it if, so first of all, I'm already a convert to that, to that way of thinking. But would I would love to, if, if you would talk about why that's important, the, so, the, the making, going and making that work, like yeah. tell me why, what is your thought process? Why is that important? Because I think some people, I don't, I think, I don't think that's very, a very common piece mm, of knowledge yeah. among people that are trying, that are trying to find, trying to break into new industries.
1: Yeah. I, well, for one thing, I think you have to like, it's a, it's a way to convince people that you can do you know, this kind of like photography, right? Like, so let's say I want to move into like surfing, right? Mm-hmm. I have zero surfing work. Um, so if I was going to try to convince a brand that I could photograph like surf, like surf apparel, whatever, and they only see bikes, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to trust that I can do it because they they don't see anything reflected right in my, right. my portfolio. So yeah. So for one thing, I have to like produce it so that I could prove to them, yes, I can photograph this thing. And secondly, it's also a good way to see if you actually like it or not, right? Like, I can be like, oh, I want to do surfing. And then I I go out there and, like, it turns out, well, maybe I don't want to be in the water. Maybe I don't like being splashed in, like, salt water, you know? And so I think that's the thing, too, for yourself to recognize whether you actually like it or not, Yeah, you know? And, yeah, and it's just, like, kind of, and also just kind of learning what that thing is and how you would set it up. It's going to be, I mean, at least it would be similar to what you're always doing, but there's going to be like these different quirks that you need to take into consideration. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think oftentimes that is the piece that people kind of, they don't think about the idea that you should go make the work. that You want to get hired to make Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and it, it will teach you first of all how to do it. Yep. You know, it'll, it'll, you'll go, Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, surfing is a good example. I, I know very little about surfing except for I've taken a few lessons and I'm, I pretty much suck at it. Um, (laughs) I'm nowhere near strong enough of a paddler. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I, so I watch it and I go, okay, that seems really interesting, but I don't even have a real concept of what gear it takes to be really good at it yeah totally what kind of physical conditioning you'd need to be in
1: mm-hmm.
0: can you do a lot of it from the shore how yeah. much of it do you need to be in the water do you need to be a good surfer yourself yeah um, and then also i think this is a interesting piece that kind of plays into what you do some of and surfing interesting too you are a cyclist and you are part of the cycling community. Mm-hmm. You are connected with people, and when you go out and you ride with people, you're legit. Mm-hmm. And I think surfing is really interesting because you know if you are a guy like Ben Moon,-
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know if Ben Moon's like, "Hey, I want to film something with you surfing," nobody questions that. Yeah. Ben totally. can go surf with people he can go hey I'm, I I want to go we're going to go rock climbing I'm going to film something of you rock climbing no question Ben mm-hmm. is Ben is part of the community he's accepted there yeah and that's that's an interesting piece as well mm-hmm. to become to actually go out and try it become friends with people who do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and say okay can I fit into this does it work yeah and, will I be able to sustainably make good lifestyle work
1: mhm yeah Yeah. I think another thing too, is like, also like, are you getting the form right? Right. Like, you know, like with any kind of sport, like if you're not familiar with it, I shouldn't even just like limit to sports, but just any kind of activity. Right. Like if you're not getting that look right, like, people aren't going to believe you, you know, yeah. like they're going to be like, why does that person have a weird Why are they running weird? Or like <laughs> no one would ever run that way. Like why, you know, or, you know, just using running as an example, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like.
0: <laughs> I have a total um, anecdotal story about that. <laughs> I was shooting for a, um, a photo contest that, um, called PDX squared.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And,
0: um, this is a couple years ago and I had a, a square area where i was shooting and for those who don't know about it you basically you're assigned a a square area in portland and you have to shoot it within 24 hours and you and then you turn that work in for the competition and there was a bike shop bike and skate shop called to cycles Mm. the guy named tommy Mm Tuit,
1: um
0: and I i think he closed the shop but he was doing bike repair and doing cool stuff and he had um he did skate, sold skateboards and did skate work, you know, repaired skateboards and installed and made adjustments. And I went in cause they were in my square and I was like, Hey, can we take some pictures? And I ended up making some really cool photos that actually, you know, won some category awards and things of Tommy truing a wheel and stuff. like yeah. that. But I also, his, he added a guy working there with him who was a skater and he was yeah. like, Oh yeah, you know, check it out. Here's all the boards and everything. And I asked him, okay, I want to take your portrait and can you stand over here? And he's like, sure. And I'm like, now can you hold the skateboard and can you hold it by the truck? Yeah. And I knew that what it was called a truck. Yeah. And he was like, no, nah, it's a poser. And I,
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and I realized I was like, okay, how should, how would you hold it He's like, like this? Yeah. And I realized like, I'm not a skater. I yeah. have no clue. And from that point on, Whenever I'm trying to photograph people in their environment, especially mm-hmm. with something they're really passionate about, I ask them, I was like, how, how can we shoot this in a way that you are stoked afterward? Mm-hmm. And you go, that was awesome. Yeah. This was, uh, that blew me away. This is a really great picture. It looks like something I'm proud of and mm-hmm. not something that feels patronizing. Yeah. Yeah I, don't, yeah. I don't want it to be like you're the token or you're holding it the wrong way because that's the, the way that I think it should be held.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I want you to, I want you to represent.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah, anyway, I totally get story. that. Yeah, I know that, 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 all relates. And the, I mean, that still even relates to like, still with like test shoots, right? Like why you should do them. Cause you're just going to learn so much about whatever it is that you're testing, yeah. you, know? you know, that skater is going to tell you, no, I would never ride my skateboard that way. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's, that's kind of like the, have you ever filmed a, um, or photographed a concert?
1: Oh yeah, but for fun, just for well, funsies. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed the. Uh,
0: I've I've done a couple, and then uh, I, this is kind of funny, but I was there was a conference in town that's called um, XOXO. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard
1: of and
0: that. I, and I got to photograph that in I think
1: 2018,
0: mm-hmm. and as a fancy surprise end concert, they had Lizzo. Oh wow. Which was wild because I, yeah. I mean she she was out but she she she, she was a, a big deal but hadn't completely blown up yet, mm-hmm. and they got her because she was like on her way between San Francisco and Seattle, yeah, and they were able to get her for you know a pretty good rate and it was it was at the Coliseum,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and man those 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 um, bodyguard security guys. They were after me as soon as the third song was over.
1: Oh, wow. Because
0: they have a strict writer that you do not photograph the artist after the third song. Oh. And it's because they're all sweaty. And oh, their clothes what? are all sweaty. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, this is a very normal thing. And I'm not a concert photographer, so I had yeah. no
1: idea. Yeah.
0: Normally, I'm just the fan guy in the audience who has a camera and holds it up.
1: Totally, yeah. But when
0: you're the official photographer and you're backstage, they're like, you're out of here. Wow.
1: Put your camera away.
0: I don't want to see you take any more pictures after that third song.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's wild. I had no idea. Yeah, it's...
0: but uh, and I'm a musician. I should have. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised I'd never heard of that before.
1: Yeah. So. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. Noted. Well, if I ever um... <laughs> if you get a chance to photograph, coffee, <laughs> yeah, be uh, there for the first two songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was really weird that that had happened. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's um, I think that's 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 great that you are wanting to go out and push out there and make new work and yeah that's something that i i had planned to do a lot of that last year and i just mm-hmm.
1: did
0: the pandemic kind of derailed a bunch of that for me oh totally but i'm needing to get out and do more now yeah like i i kind of realized it i ha- I was working with a consultant and she said hey what kind of work do you want to make and i just told her i was like in some ways mine is similar i want to make more of adventure outdoor mm-hmm. it's like it's like if. People were in a landscape photographer's portfolio. Like yeah, that's kind of my my thing. And she's like, "Well, you probably need to go make that because it's not in your portfolio right now." Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like
0: I, but what about this? She goes, "Well, yeah, but two or three photos is not a portfolio."
1: Yeah, <laughs> No. no, that's I know. cool. It's so much. Yeah, it's work. Like, yeah, I know.
0: So you. I, I wanna circle back to one thing that you said earlier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You were talking about that when you got started in kind of in the industry and you were and you were thinking about it, that there weren't a lot of people that look like you in mm-hmm. the cycling world. You know, you said five foot one. Yeah.
1: Um
0: Philip <laughs> uh, Filipino. Filipina. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I would love to know it's obvious from looking at your work that the including people who are not who are not what we would typically say are the stereotypical people why is that important to you
1: oh because representation is so important Mm -hmm. like my whole life i grew up never rarely ever seeing someone like myself on tv in magazines i think even in like when i was in community college i wrote really like i wrote a paper about the lack of like ethnic diversity in the Uh, mass media and like that's still a thing. I mean, it's getting better now, but like it, it's it has still been a problem, like not seeing like enough representation, like so. That's why I kind of focus on it. Like, it's just really important that we see all sorts of different people doing things because I don't know, like you could be inspiring the next generation, right? Like, if that makes any sense, I don't know. Um, oh, it totally does. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and I just want to like, I guess. You know, I guess this is my part. I'm I'm trying to do my part to help create change. Like, it's you know I'm not gonna I'm. Oh, how do I say this like without stumbling too much? We might have to edit. Can you edit that part? <laughs> like, I can, um, but
0: I don't think we need to.
1: Okay. No, this um, is well, good. Like, You're working through it. This, <laughs> this um, you know, I, this is just how I'm going to be contributing to like changing the world. Right? Yeah. Is with like um being inclusive with my photography, you know, and showing like that adventuring, riding bikes, doing whatever is accessible. Like, well, maybe not accept well. Hold on. You have to edit that part. I can edit yeah, it. On, yeah, yeah, edit that part. <laughs> I just want to show that like, you know, adventuring, riding bikes, doing like fun things outside can be approachable. It doesn't have to be like this like super gnarly thing. Um, or you have to be like the strongest or the fastest, you know, you can, you can just be out there having fun and that's right. okay. Like yeah. we need to see, I, we just need to be able to see more of that and yeah. see all sorts of people doing that. Cause it's not just one type and it shouldn't only just be the one type, right? you know, right. like, yeah.
0: Well, I think, I think that a lot of times people look at kind of cool, you know, stuff that they could be doing. Mm -hmm. And whether there's an actual gatekeeper or not, they just think, well, would I be, would it be something I could go be part of? Yeah. Would they accept me? Yeah. Um, And if you never see people that look like you doing that thing,
1: Mm -hmm. you would
0: just assume, oh yeah, well, you know, people that look like me don't mountain bike.
1: Right. People like me
0: don't, you know, don't, don't climb mountains. Mm
1: -hmm. People like me aren't adventure photographers. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah yeah so yeah that's why i do it so other people could see themselves in it too
0: no i think that's fantastic like yeah i I, um
1: want to help break down that barrier for sure
0: yeah what has that been like for you as somebody like you mentioned first of all female Mm
1: -hmm.
0: second of all five foot one yeah third um not white right Uh, yeah um being being somebody who is who doesn't you know who doesn't look caucasian what is that like for you to be in being in that cycling world has that been has it been have you been easily accepted has it been simple and straightforward or has it Mm -hmm. been a struggle
1: so at least with the cycling communities i've been a part of it's been pretty welcoming um I mean, there have been definitely times where I've experienced microaggressions, um, but for the most part, it hasn't been that bad. I'm really grateful. Um, no one's ever been outright mean to me or anything, Sure. <laughs> you know, which is great. Um, but yeah, but, but sometimes, you know, or at least, yeah, there have been times where it felt lonely because I'm just like, oh, I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who don't look like me Yeah. or, or we, yeah.
0: What is, how has that been, you know, kind of shifting to a different industry? What has photography been like for you? Or has that been a really, has that been easier or has that been similar?
1: I think in the beginning, um, when I was going, you know, when I was pursuing this full time, it felt intimidating again, because like, it's mostly just like specifically tall, (laughs) <laughs> White guys like doing like adventure work, right? So I'm like, oh my god, I'm like in a sea of tall people, like you know, and I yeah. And like, so can I get in
0: front? I won't even be taller than you. you
1: yeah. Know? Um, so that was kind of weird. And no again, and luckily no one was ever like mean to me or anything like that. And I'm and actually people have been really supportive. Yeah. Like well, like great. the photographers I've met here have been really awesome and super supportive. So I am super grateful for that.
0: Well, that's good to hear.
1: Um yeah.
0: I think sometimes, and maybe that's, it's not to say that there's not systemic problems or that it's, that it's not, that there's not underrepresentation, but it is also nice to know that sometimes there's how you feel it is. Mm -hmm. And then when you get out there and you actually do it, you, you start to realize actually we're all kind of unique and we assume that nobody else is like us and that we're kind of alone. Mm-hmm. And it's great to know that. Yeah, okay, we're, I might be the only one who looks like me, but I'm not alone because nobody looks like them either. Yeah, nobody, nobody looks like them. So I love that communities can form where yeah we don't all look the same, mm-hmm. but the thing we have in common is what binds us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that I'm not five one, but I'm always the short person in around every group of photographers that I'm ever around. Really? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Wait, how tall are you? I'm only like 5'9". Oh, that's a still...
0: it's, it's It seems like you'd think, oh, that's like yeah. average height. But yeah. almost every person that I hang out with in, I shouldn't say all photographers, but all of my landscape photographer friends, they are yeah. all like 6'2", six 6'3". Six wow. It, yeah. And it's, I'm the same height as most of my women friends that are photographers. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I'm always the short guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know what that is. Maybe I just, maybe I'm just, uh, I'm drawn to tall landscape dudes. I don't know. (laughs) I like to hang out with really tall people. I don't know. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. That's the dumbest rabbit hole ever. Um, Cool. Well, I'm excited to know what, I'm excited to see what your, the stuff that you keep putting out. What is something that is coming up that you're really excited about?
1: Cool. um oh yeah and I know I, you can,
0: I know sometimes there's stuff you can't share but like what is the stuff you're working on that is exciting
1: yeah I actually I I so earlier I talked about how I wanted to move into like more fashion and apparel and so I actually get I got to do an apparel shoot recently and that I think that's launching next week cool which I, I mean it was still very like actiony like, like on bikes and stuff but it was still yeah it was fun to focus more on like the person and the clothes as opposed to the bicycle itself. Right. Um, so I'm very excited about, um, yeah, sharing that project very soon. And really also cool. it was just a fun shoot. Like it was just yeah. so zany. And I love it when everyone's just having fun like on set or, you know, I'll call it on set, we're really outside yeah. like riding bikes, but like, you know, everyone's just having a good time. It's just, it just makes one, my job like a lot more fun and two easier when everyone's just like feeling good, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I
0: love it. That's good to hear.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um we are we have been talking for like an hour. Yeah. Um goodness. I would love to know I have a couple couple more things. Kay. First of all, I'd love to know who else you might know or think or, or think that I should talk to.
1: Oh, okay. Um so have you talked to Jason Hill?
0: I know Jason, but okay. I haven't I haven't interviewed him for the podcast.
1: Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. Jason, Jason's great. I like. Well,
0: that. you mentioned Cobalt Studios, and yeah. I know um, Jason is kind of the resident. Uh, yeah, he's the guy there. I
1: mean, yeah, he is. Yeah. It's so funny. So he and I had been like following each other for a while, and then we both. Well, I was on a plane to uh, to go to the Palm Springs Photo Fest portfolio review thing, yeah. back in twenty nineteen. And we had this like sitting next to each other during the whole time on the airplane. But like, oh, yeah. I was, I'm kind of shy as so I don't normally like talk to people, but I would keep looking over. I'm like, Oh, there's a guy there like on his laptop, like editing photos. Like I wonder who he is. And then we finally like talked to each other once the plane landed and, and it turned out to be Jason. And I was like, Whoa, like dude, we've been following each other. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we became friends in real life.
0: Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, he, it's, it's funny cause I've been running into him uh, at ASMP events for you know, the last couple of years, you know, last four years, Yeah. but it's also interesting because he keeps, his name just comes up all the time. Oh yeah. I, I was speaking to, um, one of the classes out at the Mount hood, um, community college photo program. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh yeah, you guys need to follow Jason Hill. And they're like, Jason's our lighting instructor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair yeah, enough. Cause it, I was talking about studio lighting. And- yeah. Uh, models in the studio and they and I say, yeah, you ever got you know about Jason Hill? They're like,
1: yeah. Yeah, we know who he is. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well that's good. I'm I like the recommendation. I've been wanting to talk to Jason anyway.
1: Oh cool. That'll
0: be a great uh great reason I can say, hey, Grichelle says I should talk to you.
1: Yeah. Sure. <laughs>
0: that's great. Um anybody else?
1: Um do they have to be local or can they no. be any, yeah. Um my uh they're There's a photographer at Specialized Bikes named Colin Chappelle. Okay. He's awesome. Um, He's really great. And then there's my friend Monica out in San Francisco. I can't pronounce her last name, but I feel terrible. You might have to edit that. But (laughs) you should talk to my friend Monica out in San Francisco. She does a lot of like lifestyle work too, like in like the outdoor world. Cool. Um, And also in tech as well. She's great. She's oh,
0: those, sound, those sound fun. Um,
1: super talented.
0: So Monica, what is she? So in tech and all that stuff. And then Colin is—is is, he's, he's on staff at Specialized. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, my, I think it was like third episode was with the staff um, photographer at Taylor Guitars. Oh. So so he the, so Colin would be the would be the second staff photographer. Yeah. Um, and I I'm always a little jealous and that's cool. Like, can you imagine? Having that sort of, you get to you get to have your hands on this stuff all the time. Yeah, and you've got all the kit around you to make this happen. It's, yeah, totally. You're, you're not trying to freewheel it, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that would be really I, cool.
1: I wonder what it'd be like to be a staff photographer.
0: Yeah, I've kind of wondered that too. I, yeah, like I, I was talking <laughs> to uh, my my friend Patrick, and I was like, Hey, you know, if you ever uh, if you ever think about moving on, let me know.
1: Yeah, send Seems... <laughs> me
0: my resume. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm a musician as well. So I, I, I own a Taylor guitar. Yeah. Um, I own a specialized bike too. But, oh, cool. Um, it's yeah. really, really old. And I've oh. actually been looking at, uh, I'm actually selling my commuting bike. Yeah. Uh, which is a Trek Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm looking at buying a 29er mountain bike. Oh, cool. But I'm not, bikes have gotten so expensive since I spent any time in mountain biking. And yeah. So I'm a little bit uh, nervous. Yeah. I'm not sure how heavy I want to go into it, but I've been looking at some specialized stuff.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah if you can rent, rent them first, right?
0: Might not be a bad idea. I never yeah. thought about that.
1: It's kind of like a lens, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I would totally help
0: tell people to rent lenses. But...
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. that's the same thing with bikes. Yeah, I just rent the bike first. And, yeah. You know, that's go a to a idea. demo day.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a great idea.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so what's the best place for people to go and see the work that you're up to?
1: Um probably my websites <laughs> or okay. you can follow me on Instagram too. Um I'll link
0: them both in, okay. in our show notes. Um
1: yeah. But um for like a, the adventure work, it's hello. Oh I'm sorry, that's my email. Backup, you might need to edit that part. <laughs> um so if you're you do not want to get a bunch
0: of emails from I know. My, my listeners. I mean it's not like it's a huge crowd, but you know.
1: I mean you could email me hello at Gritchell.photos. There you go. No. Um but yeah, the website is Critchell.photos. Um, for the adventure stuff. And then the studio stuff is so, Okay, So, yeah, I just got like the grachelle everywhere. So
0: I like it. So, and that's kind of fun that you yeah. have uh, a unique enough name yeah. that you're able to just grab the domain of all that
1: stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean, actually, theoretically, you could just go to grachelle.com and then decide which website you oh, want to go there you to. Go. So, there you go. <laughs> I like it.
0: That's, that's even better. And I'm, yeah. I'm guessing so. And you spent, you had, you have a background in graphic design. So, yeah you get a chance to show off your chops there too.
1: Oh yeah. It's not, it's okay. It's fine. I didn't do that much to it. It's just Squarespace.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. I, well, and I use Squarespace <laughs> from both of my sites too.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it's,
0: it's, it's, um, ridiculously easy.
1: It's so crazy. easy. I know. Yeah. It's funny that you talk about mention the design thing. Cause I, I actually want to rebrand, but like, I don't want to rebrand. <laughs> like I don't want to actually do it. Like I'm <laughs> I want someone else to deal with it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And and then you have to go like, okay, how do I find the person I trust to do that?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but cool.
0: Yeah. Well, I, this has been really fun. I, it's been great to get to know you and I hope we get a chance to hang out in real life at some point. And I, we mentioned ASMP and I, you know, it's been a little bit of a ghost town around there just since, you know, since the COVID, since the pandemic started, but uh, hopefully at some point we get to do, you know, some, some events we had some really cool stuff planned last year and then yeah it just all kind of fizzled but yeah we'll get there that's that's I, it's fun to get people together that are you know trying to make a living mm-hmm. you know, doing commercial photography
1: yeah i i love going to workshops and yeah. you know speaker events so mm. it'll be great to do that again i'm gonna yeah. be fully back soon so yeah i just yeah. Got my second,
0: <laughs> i got my second shot on, on, on sunday this last week yeah and i had a couple of days of just brain fog. Oh. Could wow. not focus on anything. So I'm yeah. all like I went for a run this morning yeah. for the first time since last week. I was like, yes, I feel like I'm back.
1: Yeah. Oh that's so exciting. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah
0: Well thank yeah. you so much again. Um, and we'll we'll talk again soon hopefully.
1: Yeah. Let's do this again. Cool. Perfect. Thank nice. you so much.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for spending this time with us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Also, I'm open to suggestions for interesting people to interview. So if you know of someone I should talk to, please reach out. You can reach out to me via the email link in the show notes, or you can send a message on Instagram or Facebook with the handle at GoTakePictures. New episodes are on the way soon and if you subscribe, you'll get them as soon as they drop. But in the meantime, go take pictures.